Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Defining Your Life podcast, where we focus on living in our purpose, practicing presence, and activating our power in each moment. I'm Marsha your resident pep talk provider, and I invite you to join me as we continue to learn, lift each other up, and strive to level up together. Because we are never finished defining our lives, and it takes a village, so let's build one. Stay tuned for the episode. Hey everyone, I hope that all is well, that you took a moment to reset and are back on track and re-energized as you continue working on your goals. Today, we are back with another wonderful guest for our rapid fire feature, a silent warrior by the name of Marcel Moore. And I'm excited for her to share a little of her story with us today. So welcome, Marcel. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. All right, let's hop right into it. Describe yourself in 30 seconds or less. 30 seconds is such a short time. Okay, um, I would like to say that I'm bubbly. Mm-hmm. I'm kind. I'm like a people person. I was People, what did I say? I've never met a stranger. Like I can talk to anyone. That's a fact. <laughs> I love my <laughs> friends and family. I like to have fun. So that's me summed up. Very, very nice and very accurate. Great, great sum up. Okay, so I brought you on really because I wanted to explore an area uh, that I feel doesn't get enough attention. There's so many things that don't get a lot of attention, but this world of chronic invisible illnesses, right? And I know that you are an MS warrior. um, And so I wanted to talk a little bit about how chronic illness appears invisible for so many people. Can you talk about some of the misconceptions that people may have about this illness? Well, with MS or multiple sclerosis, um, which is something that I had no idea what it was until I was actually diagnosed. People have no idea when I say I have MS, they're like, what? And they're expecting something different. They're expecting me to be, you know, I guess, kind of cripple in a way Mm -hmm. so when you say invisible it's like things that I'm working through and I'm pushing through that people don't know about um uh, one one great like explanation is me in the airport like I I can walk but I can't walk that far and I can't Mm -hmm. walk for that long and if you're in gate at gate a you need to go to d Mm -hmm. that's a long walk so I often request Um, a wheelchair. And this last time I was in the airport, there were nobody, there was no um, workers. There was no one there Mm. for the wheelchair. So that was kind of like stressful for me because I'm like, my flight is about to leave. What am I going to do? They're looking at you. They're like, what? Like, why do you need a wheelchair? Why are you being lazy? Mm -hmm. Being lazy, but I'm also not displaying. I mean, I'm not broadcasting, like you said, exactly what my issue is. Right. when you say invisible, it's super invisible because the people that know me are like, Marcel, what? And not until I tell them. Mm-hmm. They've known me forever. They know. Right. But people that have just met me, they're like, oh, you know. So it's super invisible. And um, over the last few years, I've noticed that you've been more vocal about uh, your fight with MS. What is it that prompted you to start sharing more? So when I was initially diagnosed, um, I don't even, I think I like suppressed it. It was mm-hmm. almost like, 
Maybe I was in denial, but because I wasn't having any issues, I wasn't having any what they call exacerbations or symptoms mm-hmm. outside of the initial symptom that I had, which was what my vision was a quick, like my vision was unfocused, went to the doctor, got an MRI, got a second MRI, and it was confirmed that I had MS. So, and I just kind of bottled it because it wasn't bothering me. And I was like, I'm fine. Maybe it's going away, <laughs> knowing that it couldn't go away, mm-hmm. but I remember having a conversation with someone at a football field and she was like, Oh my God, she was talking about her having MS. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I have MS. And mm-hmm. so that was the first like conversation out loud I had had about it. And then we got to talking and then I realized that you feel in a bubble. You feel alone. Mm-hmm. Like when you had this disease and it's important, like you say it out loud and then somebody else will be like, Oh my gosh, my sister mm-hmm. or Oh my gosh, my aunt. Or something like that. So it's like, you're almost like not necessarily saving people, but basically you are because you're giving people like an outlet. Like, I'm not alone. I mean, people are still, you know, festive and beautiful and fun and even with this MS. So I think that's what has really, you know, made me start to talk about it more Mm -hmm. and be more vocal. Because another thing is, if people don't know what's wrong with you, they can't pray for you. So you got to yes. speak out about it. So you got to say it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that community is so important. Coming out of your bubble. You can't have community if nobody knows what community you... <laughs> right, exactly. And it's kind of therapeutic for me, actually. I didn't think that it would be. It took me years. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe like five years to even like start having a conversation outside of me and my husband talking about it. Yeah, like actually having conversations about it. But now I'm okay with talking about it. I've met so many people, people that that look like me, that hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Same, like we're on the same scene as me that have this exact same disease. And we're all thriving. So it's, you know. What a blessing that is. For sure. Um, so you lead a pretty active lifestyle. I mean, obviously in the gym, outside of the gym. How important is it to have a balanced life in the areas of health, fitness, and fun. And that is the balance. So I've, I started working out before, but does it before I was diagnosed? Like maybe right before I was diagnosed, before I even knew what this MS was. So mm-hmm. I always worked out, I always have fun. I always ate pretty decent. Um, but I think it's important because, you know, as you start researching and you start having conversations with physicians and other MS warriors, you start to like kind of like share best practices, you know. So I think it's important to not change who you are. Like if you love mm. something and this is what you love, don't let this take over. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. you to do what you were doing, what you enjoy, because what does that lead to if you're not doing what you enjoy? That leads to like some sort of a misery or depression. Yeah. I still want to continue to be who I am. You know, I have yeah. this little badge on me and that's cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My husband is always like, all right, it's fine. You got it. We're going to work with it. Yes. It. And that's the, the attitude that I've taken. Since yeah. Yeah. And that is a good segue into my next question, right? What role does attitude play in how you feel on a day-to-day as you walk um, this journey with MS? I think attitude plays a huge part 
in, mm-hmm. not only in mess and everything that you do, like you have got to remain positive and manifest mm-hmm. great things. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was just like be sitting in like a a slump. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not. I don't. I don't want anything because stress is also a killer. Mm-hmm. So imagine that you allow something to stress you out. You know, my dad used to always say, "Don't stress over things you can't control." Like you can't control it. I can't like this is it. This is this is the um the cards I were dealt. So yeah, play a good hand, and so that's what I aim to do. So I think that waking up every day, having a good attitude. Thank you for waking me up this morning. I know that I don't have a disability. I'm just challenged in this particular area. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a couple challenges. I got that from my friend Diamond. She always says that she was like, "You just have challenges. You just that's challenged. it." So that didn't lead in with that. Mm-hmm. And play a good hand. I love that. Play a good hand with the hand you were dealt. For sure. What are some words to live by that you'd like to share with other people that are walking through their life with a chronic illness? So for me, I always say like, okay, I have MS, but MS does not have me. Mm-hmm. I use that to push through every day. Like, you know, it's a lot of things that I love to do that I can't do. Like, you know, I love to be in the gym. I enjoy working out. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm trying to be a bodybuilder. Like, <laughs> like working out and doing things like that. So, but the fact I can't run anymore. Yeah. You know? So that's like, ugh, that sucks. But I can do other things. I could jump rope. I could do jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Um, so I'm not letting MS take things for me. And shout out to the sneaker trend. Because mm, mm-hmm. the sneaker trend is really holding me down. Yeah, yeah. I lived in the heel. I still have had having a trouble giving away the shoes that are in my closet right now. I can't yeah. wear. I know that like those heels. I can't wear those, but I like to look at them. They look pretty. However, the fact that I can throw on a cool, a pretty dress and still rock out with a pair of cool sneakers. Yeah, that's helpful for me. It's helpful for my. Cause you know, I think that a lot of women like that's your sexiness, that's your appeal. Mm-hmm. Like the whole wearing a heel thing, so it does get to you. But you know, you have to you have to modify, modify, yeah, adapt, adapt, adapt. be nimble, mm-hmm. yeah, nimble, adapt. What is some advice that you would have for those who are looking to support people in their lives that are living with chronic illness? What I think is important is to well not even i won't say listen because sometimes you don't even you don't want to talk about it because you're mm-hmm. like, and you're in like for me i don't necessarily want to talk about it all the time mm-hmm. but i do appreciate like my husband he's like my number one supporter i appreciate that he'll be like oh i was doing a little research on ms <laughs> like he's you know going through to figure out like different things that you know may be important like some things that he might see me deficient and he's like okay well i was looking at this and i would you know i would say that you should probably do this so i think that caregivers or people that want to support should listen should yeah. do a little research um be accommodating you know i'm not always i'm always a good time i'm always fun <laughs> sometimes like you want to walk the streets of new york uh, yeah okay. uh, you might got me for a good two blocks by block three, pull your arm yes. out and let me, let yeah. me, you know, so like just be accommodating be kind, be compassionate, you know, and ask me how I'm feeling. 
Mm-hmm. Like, don't wait for something to happen to ask me. Ask me how I'm doing. You feeling all right? You think you're going to be okay doing this? Or yeah. You, you think this will be okay if we do this? That's appreciative because I don't want to feel like I'm holding you back. And yeah. I don't want you to make me feel like I'm holding you back. You know? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I am going, like I said, I'm going to push through, but I'm also going to say, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good with that. Like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. Right. Yes. I'm not yes. being lazy. I don't want to take the stairs. There's an elevator. Great. Let's do the elevator. Yeah. Save my leg energy for the latter part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But everybody's MS is different. So this is mm. my MS, you know? Yeah. Someone else will need different type of support than I'm going to need. So I really, when you speak to MS, you can really only speak to your MS because mm. MS is so, it's like a box of crayons. Everybody's has a different color. So the, the overarching theme then is just to be kind and be um, cognizant of what others may be experiencing. It's not just about your experience personally. Um, we all need to be extending a hand to someone else, right? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's not going to pull the curtain back. So you just need to be a a good human being. (laughs) That's it. Just be a kind person. Like, it's so easy to just be kind to people. That's it. Simple. You just be kind to people. I think that's really the biggest thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've had some kind people. I just came from a training like two weeks ago. I had the kindest people. People that were like, noticing me like walking because I'm walking because in my mind this is my normal mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it but if you see me and you don't know me you'll be like Mm-mm, you all right you yeah because I'm dragging my leg a little bit and I now I have to open up the hi my name is Marcel I have a mess I've yeah seen. and they're like oh my god I didn't know of course you didn't know right so like, now you know <laughs> now you know so do you want to be an assistant? Okay, perfect. Thank you. Let me hold your arm so I can make it down this long hallway. Yeah, so stuff like that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marcel, for joining us and opening up, pulling the curtain back for us and leaving some knowledge for folks that don't know. So hopefully people are feeling a little bit more educated um, and feeling that they have opportunities to step up in the kindness department, right? For sure. Um, And so I'd like to leave you all with a few words today from Maya Angelou. You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, how you can still come out of it. Thanks so much for listening today. If what you have been hearing has had a positive impact, please don't forget to share, review, rate, and subscribe. I can't wait to chat with you all again next week. Take care until then.